0: a a a a a
1: a Hello and welcome to episode 97 of gaming Fix on this November 23rd 2019 I am your host Andre Cole aka your girl's favorite Star Wars droid. I am joined today by Alex Galinas. Hi. And Allison Sagan.
2: Okay, as a Star Wars droid fan, I don't know if I can agree. I'm sorry.
1: Your girl's wow. favorite Star Wars droid. Not yours. Your girl's. <laughs> Wait, that's true.
2: I know. I've just said I I'm, I'm just this I just like Star Wars droids and I'm like could could it really be your favorite? But but anyway, this hurts.
1: I, uh, this is a, I consider this a deep personal attack. I thought we I were friends. Sorry. <laughs>
0: that that IGN article was mostly okay about the top ten droids in video games.
2: It was it was mostly okay, but uh, HK forty seven was like the notable absence.
0: Yeah, they probably could have replaced the make your own droid game with him. <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I just thought that was weird because like even even now like people still talk about H, HK forty seven. Yeah, totally,
0: but but all gonk the time so. but gonk yo.
2: I mean, like, okay that that is a <laughs> that is a solid choice. Like gonk droid, like at the top of any list is a very solid choice.
0: Yeah, spoilers, but yeah, gonk,
1: gonk. Oh uh how how are you andre uh you know uh it's late i've i've been playing i've been playing some games i finished some games how was how's japanese class uh oh it was you know i was i was real nervous uh <laughs> that that social anxiety was firing off you know it's like oh god, god you're gonna go interact with people you don't know and then I got there and i, I was like okay I'm going into like the hard class and they're like okay, which class do you think you should be in? i'm like wait what Oh, I, I guess I think this class, the not super hard one, but like the harder than last time. I went to that class and I'm like sitting with the teacher talking. She's like, yeah, there should be two more people. And then like five minutes past, she's like, I don't think they're coming. OK, <laughs> let's start. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, some good one on one conversation and, you know, lesson planning or lesson uh, learning. Uh, yeah, that sounds know. all right. It was good. Uh I've got like four more classes before there's a break And then We come back in like January after that So, yeah, Sounds wonderful be, Yeah we'll, well hopefully it actually Helps me improve my Japanese I think it will That's kind of what classes are supposed to do <laughs> <Ideally>. <laughs> if it, makes
0: it If it makes it worse that's very problematic
1: Yeah I'm going to have to cancel Japanese class uh, yes. Like people tried to cancel This Pokemon this week wow. On Twitter Wow Oh, wow! Uh, yeah, we're going to get into this. Uh, we're gonna, A little bit of news, a little bit of a uh, gossip, a little bit of Twitter drama with the Pokemon. There's a Pokemon like Heatram or yeah, I don't even know the name. It's it's in new in uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. And I think Heatram is actually like a legendary. I, but this name is Heat. I don't even know. It's, it's got a similar name to that. And it's uh Pokedex. A uh, little blurb says, like, don't bring strong emotions around this Pokemon or it will knock you the fuck out. Uh, you know, don't be super happy. Don't be angry. Don't be you know depressed. Don't just don't have strong emotions around this Pokemon. And mm. someone tweets out like, that's why I will never roll with this Pokemon. It is abusive. Right. And it's like, oh, oh, my God, I didn't yeah. see that.
2: Oh, I did not see that.
1: Oh, yeah. No, this was <laughs> a very good like, are you trying to cancel the Pokemon right now?
2: Like the actual Pokemon.
1: Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not just like, cancel the, the game. Company. No, just cancel cancel this specific Pokemon <laughs> because of its entry in the Sword and Shield Pokédex. Um, and everyone's just like, "Are you are you serious right now?" Uh, so the drama around Pokemon Sword and Shield has not stopped. Uh, uh,
2: it'll never stop.
1: It's it has moved on. It has evolved, much like the Pokemon. Let's like
2: the Pokemon.
1: <laughs> uh, the drama is evolving. It's some At stupid least. new shit. At least it's not Dynamax. Uh no, not yet. It will. I I found out so like some of the Pokemon we'll talk about Pokemon right now, I guess. We're already in it. Uh so Pokemon Sword Shield last week Allison and Pat uh went deep on their uh we did. first first hours. We talked for like an hour about that game and they hadn't even gotten to the first gym.
2: Yup. Um <laughs> I've got to five. I, I've just beat the fifth gym this week, I've, so I'm assuming we're going to talk for five hours about Pokemon. Oh
1: yeah, uh, I think it's exponential. I think we're actually going to be like 25 oh. hours or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, stands
0: to reason. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I don't know if that's exponential. It's, don't don't correct us. Um, don't add
2: us. We can't do math.
1: But anyway, uh, yeah. So I've beaten. I'm at the last gym now, or about to be at the last gym. Um, and I'm playing sword, which I believe is the same as you, Allison.
2: Yep. I'm on sword.
1: Okay. Uh, I forgot what, I, what we were talking about already. Uh, I had, a, I had a point, uh, the drama, uh, this guy, mm, Jim's ah. talking about for five hours, exponential. Uh, we we'll just keep rolling it back and eventually we'll get there. Play uh, play it back. Grookey um,
2: is the starter to choose.
1: Yes, yes, Grookey is. Uh, Grookey, he's a cute little monkey. Uh, and then he evolves into like a Taiko no Tatsujin master. Uh, yep. And he just plays like all the greatest J-pop and K-pop hits on his Taiko drum, uh, I mean, which he uses to manipulate chose- the roots of a tree uh, to kill his enemies. Uh, I Wow i i'm a big fan of grookey but also my party consists of basically all gen one and gen two pokemon <laughs> and grookey or my evolved grookey now my rilla boom uh and just because like i i'm sticking with what i know for some reason i don't know i i like all the pokemon i got
2: oh changes, now i remember scary
1: yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit, but it's mostly just like I haven't seen any Pokemon where I'm like, oh, yeah, I want this in my party.
2: Oh, see, that's like me with all the new Pokemon. I feel like the, I like all the designs a lot. So I'm like, oh, I got to have you on my squad. I've never seen you before.
1: I, I feel like a lot of them are just like this. They don't seem as well designed like in the game. Like, you know, like artistically, they're probably fine. But like the models and stuff are just like you seem a little... Mm, like pat kind of brought it up to like the quality on some of them I'm like you're just like a circle with some smaller circles on your face to like make your eyes and like nose and that's about it like all just flat textures on a circle or like on a sphere and i feel like some of the uh, like a lot of the early like the older pokemon they look much better at least in my opinion like their models and stuff i don't know like, if you compare, like, Growlithe to, uh, what's the uh, Yamper? Like, they're both little dogs. The
2: Yamper's and really
1: good. Yamper's cute. Uh, but if you compare, like, their designs, I feel like, like they're 3D models. I feel like there's so much more detail in the Growlithe model than the Yamper model. And it's just, I don't know, it's weird to me. There's, something seems off maybe that's maybe that's a bad comparison it doesn't like impact the game in any meaningful way other right. than i look at these and i'm like i it just doesn't seem right um they there seem like they're from different games but
2: there is also something kind of cozy about playing with gen one or gen two or
1: yes 1. but uh it, it has brought me back to remembering what i wanted to complain about so oh. dynama- dynamaxing uh you can dynamax your pokemon that's where they get all big right uh yeah. and gigantamaxing or so dynamaxing is where they just get big gigantamaxing is where they do like the special stuff right Th-
2: that's where they like, like some pokemon form. will
1: change form yeah. i so i had like this gengar and i was all excited because gengar can get gigantamax which is where he becomes like a giant like mouth basically like he's it's like basically the top of his body is giant and he's like 95% mouth uh, and I was oh, like, "Oh man. yeah, I got this battle, and this gym leader just sent out a, a Pokemon that turned into a giant cake. Uh, so I'm gonna send out my Gengar, who's gonna be a giant mouth, and I'm gonna win this fight because uh, mouth beats cake, right? You know? Yeah. I uh, mean, yeah. Uh, but that's, then that's science. My Gengar didn't Gigantamax; it just got big. And yeah, I was like,
2: only specific Pokemon can Gigantamax. Yeah, like
1: but and it's not even; it's not like. Not every Pokemon can gigant- Gigantamax, but then, even then, not every Pokemon of that, like, variety. You have to get specific yep. Pokemon, like, from the max Raid battles. I think that's where I got my Ghastly that evolved into this Gengar, but that wasn't, like, enough. It had to be, like, the super special ones or something. I don't know.
2: Yeah, you have to catch, like, specifically Gigantamax. Like, like right now, yeah. they're doing the the raids for the Gigantamax Butterfree. And um, And the... Uh, like mouth, yeah. you get over. Oh yeah, yeah. Thing that's, that can Gigantamax, and if you can get the Pikachu or Eevee from mm-hmm. the Let's, Let's go, go people. But uh, yeah, but yeah. No, it, to to it only Center allows specific Pokemon. But that would have been so cool, though, if you were able to do the giant mouth plus cake.
1: And I was, I was really mad about it. Uh, it it disappointed me. Um, but besides that, I have been enjoying the game very much. I think, like, the first, like, four gyms, three or four gyms are trivial. Like, I, you know, beat them with one Pokemon each, basically, like, using one move against every Pokemon just because they give you so much variety early on. And that's, I think that's what makes it so easy is, like, you go back to, like, the early games in the series, like, you know, maybe the first, like, three generations, Because that's what I have the most experience with. Um, You get, you'd like leave your hometown. You encounter maybe five different Pokemon before you get to the first gym. Mm -hmm. And unless you choose, like in red and blue, unless you choose Squirtle, or I guess Bulbasaur is good against Brock. Yeah. Against Rock.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, you know, you choose those two, but everything else is terrible against that first gym. Right. Well, if
2: you choose Charmander, you're basically fucked.
1: Yeah, it's it's like a super difficult. Uh, and that's, you know, that's Pokemon and that's the introducing you to the mechanics and whatnot. Um, and like, I think that's been pretty standard in the games up until this point where this game, they're just like, here's a Pokemon of like every type that you could possibly imagine in like the first like 30 minutes almost. Yeah. Like, you know not every type but there, there's a huge variety to meet
2: well especially since you go into the wild area first yeah. like before you hit the gym yeah so, and then
1: you can just catch like all bets are off once you get to the wild right area.
2: And, but even but even before that like I know that I was catching a bunch in the first roots yeah. um and then before the gym I I caught I had so much Pokemon before the first gym that I felt like I had a wide variety like I think I'd caught a fire type by, by that point and mm-hmm. it's a grass gym. Yeah, and I don't know how. Like the last time I've gotten a fire Pokemon, that really yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, they're been. always like held till later in the game, weirdly, unless it's yeah. like a starter. But which I yeah. which
2: I never choose because I always choose grass starter. But
1: uh, and your your rival, your your little your your friend Hop, is a moron, and he lets you choose a Pokemon first. He's very nice, very considerate, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna choose Grookey, and what does he do? He chooses Sobble, the Pokemon that is weak to yours, and then has the audacity to cho- to challenge you to a Pokemon battle.
2: And then he's also like, "Whoa, you know, type matchups, like every single time." And you're like, "Yeah, I, of course I do. I've played Pokemon before." Uh,
1: yeah, he's like, "You know, type matchups." Yeah, your brother's the Pokemon champion, don't you? <laughs> Why are you sending out? Why are you picking Sobble against me? Um, and then his brother takes. Uh, score bunny, at least if if you take a groupie. So.
2: Score bunny does have a home. They don't just throw it out in the streets.
1: Yeah, score bunny just and turns into still. a person. That, that's like the score bunny evolution. It's just like it's yeah. a person, and I don't like that.
2: Uh, yeah, I I just got one. I just got a score bunny from trading with Sam, which is my big complaint about Pokemon. Is that is the trading, trading with Sam? sucks?
1: Yeah, no trading with it Sam sucks. sucks. No, uh, the trading is the system so they have implemented is awful.
2: Like it's it's it, it's so disappointing because I because I mean since it's Pokemon a big part of what they want you to do is trade. And I mean but that's they've the done whole, it. they've
1: done this well before.
2: Right. I mean I didn't even have any issues with like like when like when we were doing trading um to get my complete pokédex for uh Let's go Pikachu Alex like It was not like I mean it was it still had the dumb kind of like you got to choose your uh, code to enter, but it wasn't hard. Like it wasn't difficult to trade. Whereas Sam and I spent like fifteen minutes trying to trade two Pokemon. Yeah, (laughs) we're like we just want to trade our evolution, our our starters, and our uh, um, yeah, and uh, like the I traded Farfetch'd for Ponyta and. It took so fucking long to trade. And so yeah,
1: you can't use, as far as I can tell, you can't use friend codes to like match up with a person.
2: Because also, like, like why else? Which is, which is dumb because po- was Nintendo still is doing the friend code thing? So like, you have to go through hoops to enter someone as a friend. You enter them as a friend, and then you can't even trade with that.
1: Yeah, you. So you can't. You can't choose you can't easily choose who you're going to trade with. You just right. kind of go, Hey, I want to trade. And then it just will match you up with a random person. And then you say, Oh, I'll trade this Pokemon. And it'll be like, Hey, they're going to send you this Pokemon. Do you want to do it? But it, at no, like, you have to like pick it. You don't get to see what they're choosing as you're selecting. You have to wait until you select your Pokemon. And then you both go, do I want to No, Okay. And why is this a system? Um, uh, in previous games, like in the 3DS games, they had like the trade tower where you just go and you'd be like, hey, I want to trade a I want to trade a Grookey for your Sobble. And like, you know, if you're breeding or whatever. And then you just leave and your Grookey's there waiting to be traded. And then you get a notification like, oh, hey, someone took you up on your trade. And then you go and you pick up your Sobble. End of story. But here you just like. Randomly match up with people and then yeah. pretend to match or, you know, try to trade. But
2: you can also enter a uh, four digit four digit number um, as a code to join with somebody, which works OK. But until like someone else trading. is also
1: using that same code.
2: Right. And then also just the online trading itself. Like Sam and I kept disconnecting and kept trying to connect and we're like. We're both like, it's okay. It's happening to both of us. So it's not like Mm -hmm. our internet, our internet seems to be fine. It's just.
1: Do you both have Roku's? Yep.
2: Working.
0: (laughs) God, the Roku thing is so funny.
2: Oh my God. Pokemon legit crashed both my Roku and my parents Roku.
0: That's amazing.
2: (laughs) Because I went over to my parents' house and I was playing Pokemon and like suddenly the Roku crashed and I was like, Wow, it's weird that that happened to me and then to them, and
0: now I'm like, oh no, it was Pokemon. <laughs> like Pokemon, Pokemon, a very, very directed <laughs> yeah. DDoS, a directed, yeah,
1: directed yeah. DDoS. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. And so, so like even for me and my girlfriend playing right next to each other and on a local connection, going, okay, we want to trade. I'm like, okay, how do we? Okay, so we just say trade. And then we're both like in the we're just waiting for it to trade and we're just waiting. We're like, it's been like three minutes. Why, why aren't we trading? We're two feet from each other. What is going on here? Uh And i are like, okay, let's try putting in a code. And then we put in the code and then we can finally connect to each other. But it's, it's just a bad system that doesn't make any sense why it's made the way it is. Because they've done it yeah. better in the past and they just opted to not. Do it that way. For yeah, some it's reason.
2: weird. I, I don't, I don't know why. But like they Im- it's
1: they implemented the uh, mystery trading thing or whatever it was. Yeah, the, uh, which surprise trade. Yeah, surprise trade, where you just pick a random Pokemon uh, to trade, and then you get a random Pokemon in return. And that's mm-hmm. like a neat idea. Uh, yeah. Allison got like a you got a Japanese ditto, right?
2: I did. Uh, so fun fact: if you trade with Japanese users. They are or like during hours that Japanese people are awake. They are a lot nicer than uh, American traders. Because I also got a, a Japanese Grookey from a surprise trade the other day. Nice. And I was like, oh, OK. And yeah, yeah, I already so, have
1: one of these. I don't want <laughs> I
2: it. I I'm threw like, it I on the ground. Why was this a stubble? Um, But uh, but yeah, so I got I got a Japanese ditto, which was like. Um so one of the things that you can do to get shiny pokemon is what's known as the Masuda method which basically if you trade, if you breed two pokemon and one's from a, a different language and different like country of origin um it's much more likely to be a shiny than uh if you breed two pokemon of the same so uh because of that Japanese ditto uh, for like American players, are mm-hmm. are very very valuable.
1: Well, then uh, you you're just swimming in uh, some some pink goo I, and shiny goo.
2: Yeah, I have yet to get a shiny, but I also haven't really been trying that hard. So,
1: mm. oh, I believe in you. You'll get one. One. You. You'll get one someday.
0: So, what do you guys do? You guys think if this was some kid's very first Pokemon, that it's pretty good? Like, is it? Oh like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like is I would like, you say it's better than any previous ones, or is it just like, no, it's solid?
1: Nostalgia I mean, I, I have been very vocal about my feelings about Heart Gold and Soul Silver being the pinnacle of the series.
2: Heart Gold uh, and Soul Silver are very, very good. And it's probably my favorite too. Um yeah. but that's also partially nostalgia because like gold was historically my favorite, and then Heart Gold and Soul Silver was like just better they, versions they, of that. Yeah.
1: And yeah. so something occurred to me while I was playing uh, Sword and Shield, or while I was playing Sword. Uh, so one of my biggest frustrations with the Pokemon games since Heart Gold and Soul Silver is they refuse to bring back the mechanic where you can your lead Pokemon will follow behind you, yep, and just like walk around the world with you. And like I love that so much, and it's like a you know a useless mechanic, but it just it felt so important especially after you know being a fan of the anime as a child like right. ash always has a pikachu with him, so i'm like oh i'm like ash i got my pokemon with me and like you know that's a pain in the ass to like animate or whatever uh on like a 3ds or whatever with you know 800 pokemon or whatever and but now with sword and shield they have 3d models of all the pokemon they're already running around the overworld
2: they're all, They're also they aren't running around in the uh camp. in
1: the towns in the camps yeah, they've got 3D models of all these Pokemon, but I can't have one follow me around.
2: Yeah, like Onyx is
1: big. I get it, but also,
2: but also, come on.
1: Yeah, and so I'm, I'm still mad about this. I will never let it go. This is my <laughs> exit. I will die on this hill.
2: I I think it's kind of it is kind of silly that they don't do it because it is such a fun feature. And I just remember when I got Heart Gold. It's the type of thing where it's like. It's it's like a small cosmetic feature that just makes everybody happy. Yeah. So why uh, not keep doing and that? And you
1: can turn around. And you'd be like, oh, hey, coochie coochie coo, and like yeah. you know, scratch your Gyarados on the gills or whatever.
2: Um. But coming back to your question, Alex, I think that a lot of the um complaints about the game, uh, specifically, are complaints and like the larger. Pokemon complaints are really kind of uh, like smaller details like they they definitely matter, but like if you're just wanting to pick up a Pokemon game for a fun Pokemon game, sword and shield is that um yeah as if it's better than the other ones i I don't know but i i'd say it's, it's it's a quite a good one um largely except for some of these complaints that are in the grand scheme of things not. The biggest
0: of deals yeah because like okay. before the game came out Don't there come was after that me whole pokemon fans yeah yeah like before the game came out there was that whole hashtag game freak lied thing that was going no, on I and like well, yeah, it, no. it like people were really freaking out and like saying oh this is going to be such a disaster but it seems like once people got it in their hands like it's fine it's good
1: even the people who were you know saying that uh i didn't i didn't follow up on the story but like people going like, well, I wasn't going to buy it, but I got it as a gift and it's actually pretty good.
2: (laughs) I mean, some people, I think some people still, uh, did boycott it, but the sales for it have been amazing. So it's not really going to make any difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I I feel like if it makes that big of a difference that like the whole Dexit thing, uh, um, then, you know, it, it, you shouldn't buy it if that's if that's the case but i i think it's still a largely a good pokemon game and the people who are actually impacted by something like dexit uh are very very small
0: yeah and like yeah. Before the game came out, people were like, "Look at these tree textures. They're not nearly as good as the three d s one and stuff and it was just like they were nitpicking the smallest details
1: and it was it was so I, toxic I <laughs> they're just they're looking for reasons to be mad and yeah say, well, exactly we told you so yeah it's,
2: it's like, they're looking at very specific things like tree textures when like the art design for the game is largely really nice. There yeah. are a lot of towns that look just really beautiful um
0: yeah it's, it's, it, sorry
2: it's like or are you also see it where it's like, oh look at the tree in Breath of the Wild, and it's like that's a totally separate game with a yeah. separate team. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's not a fair comparison.
0: How has the Englandness uh translated? Like has is it coming across really? <laughs> people people awesome. say weird
1: things. <laughs> they like, do.
2: <laughs> I sent a uh, screenshot over to you guys that was a cop saying Oi, oi! What's all this then? Oh, no. scrap, scrap <laughs> yes. with the copper, and I was just like, "Okay, right. this is the best game."
0: Yeah, that's pretty dumb. I like it.
2: Yeah. yeah, but occasionally you see somebody be like, "I watched it on the telly," or like, they, like they very like they went all in on the um, on the uh, trans, uh, translation, yeah, yeah. their localization. Um, so,
0: do, wait, so do they call anyone a boffin? No. I think it's a uh, Pokemon
2: It sounds like a Pokemon <laughs> It should be
0: uh, What are some other English, English terms? Uh, uh, is I don't anyone know. A, our, Is anyone a pillock?
1: What? No Our, our resident Brit is <laughs> still on paternity leave Dealing <laughs> with the family are,
0: are, uh, Brits, are Brits the ones that like uh, Vegemite or is that Australians?
1: Or Marmite Marmite is Australian yeah, really?
2: And I think right? they they like it in the UK. Sam's well, no, no. Here. Well, the
1: Vegemite and Marmite are very similar, and I can never remember which one goes to which country. Yeah, I I
2: think Vegemite's Australia and Marmite's UK. Sure. Mark?
1: S- send your
0: corrections into gaming at fix.space
2: <laughs> Okay, we're gonna get <laughs> Sam to like correct all of this.
0: Yeah, yeah. He'll take but. a red. He'll take a red marker to our podcast and give us a grade at the end.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think for me, a lot of it is ju- is old man yells at cloud. Um, sure. you know, like I, I'm always looking back at like, man, in my day, the games were like this. Uh and I, you know, it's hard to not make those comparisons when,
0: yeah, which like, is, which I think,
1: is- I think a lot of the stuff that we've talked about here, like the trading, uh, the difficulty, uh, that stuff I think is all very valid, but, I think no right. matter what, I'm always going to look back on those first three like generations, and like Heart Gold Soul Silver is like the remakes uh, much more fondly than I look on anything kind of modern.
0: Yeah, totally. Which is why I ask how it would be for a new person because w- yeah. we, we, I think, as a collective unit here, have been playing Pokemon games since like the late
1: '90s. So yeah. Yep. Oh my god! Like 21 years. Oh my god. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pokemon oh. Blue was one of the first games I ever played.
0: Yep, yep. I yep. I got a Game Boy Color and Pokemon Blue.
2: Mm-hmm. I got a Game Boy oh, Color. You
1: got a blue on a color. I see.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Game Boy Color got Pokemon Blue and uh, Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. Those are my two Dang. first games.
1: Dang, that's my first weird. Game Boy, my first Game Boy Pocket game was i think like adventure island which was like was kind of like mario but you were a caveman and you could ride a dinosaur and a skateboard
0: well that sounds like mario except for the skateboard
1: yeah it was it was yeah there's a skateboard um i never beat it anyway uh that's that's pokemon it's it's a pokemon game uh Sam is working diligently to complete his Pokedex before he returns to work in a few days. Uh, he is almost there, like three quarters of the way. That's a lot of Pokemon.
2: Yeah, he's he's moving really fast through it. Um, I mean, granted, it's partially because he's uh, off uh, from yeah. work. And he's, he's mentioned that it's a very good game for... Uh, um, Being awake with baby.
1: Yep. Easy to pick up and put down.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, So so if, you know, if you need a game that's easy to pick up, put down, you have any Pokemon nostalgia, uh, then, you know, Pokemon Sword Shield's pretty good.
2: Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons I like the series so much is that it feels very cozy to play. And, you know, picking up, putting down is is always pretty nice.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, moving on from Pokemon into something else much more that's also, not much more but also cozy and nostalgic for many people Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order Uh, Alex have you played any of this yet? Nope Nope. Okay it's just me I finished Jedi Fallen Order and the more I played of it like last week we talked about it quite a bit Um, the more I've played of it I just have like fallen less and less in love with it i think it's a fine game uh i think maybe i had some story stuff like overblown in my opinion like some stuff people said uh i don't know i'm not super versed in star wars lore maybe if i knew more about stuff in that vein it would be like a bigger deal to me but like i think star wars is a fun thing and i go to the movies to see it yeah and play the I- games
2: I think that if you're making a Star Wars thing that's especially like a game that you want a wider audience to enjoy it should be you know it shouldn't be based off of uh how deep into Star Wars lore you're- Oh yeah
1: yeah and I I don't think they I just someone I think it was Austin Walker on the on Waypoint said like there's some stuff in the late game that is like like kind of like kind of a big deal in terms of like star Wars lore, Damn but now I need to, to
2: play it even more. To me,
1: it did. Like I, like I said, I'm not super well versed in that stuff. To me, it didn't seem like there was anything that was like that revolutionary. Um But maybe like, I didn't read a lot of like the flavor text that they put on like, you know, the items that you find throughout the environment. Uh, I just, a lot of it was like two sentences and none of it felt very interesting. Some of it was longer, but again, I just wasn't grabbed by that writing, um, and like you know, in a year with like something like Control, where I wanted to read everything I found, that's a little disappointing. Um, but yeah, um the the combat uh, we talked about it last time is very is similar to Sekiro, um which I play I played and beat this year as well. But it's just not as like it doesn't do what Sekiro does super well, which is like actually helps you understand when the attacks are coming because mm. it'll like have like a little flash or like and it kind of times up with the music, too, in a way. Um Somehow it's like a rhythm game. Uh, But here in Jedi, you're just trying to read their movements, but the, mm. each enemy has like a few different attacks and like sometimes they go like they, like, wind up for a really long time, like, overhead, and you're, like, parry way too soon. And this can be alleviated by playing on, you know, different, like, a lower difficulty where your parry window is much larger. But it just, it it became very frustrating, especially towards the end when they're throwing, like, five, six, seven enemies at you at once. Um, And then some of those enemies don't get staggered when you, like, they're just, like... They can attack through your attacks, which doesn't feel great. Like, I feel like if I can hit them, then they should, like, you know, be knocked off balance a bit. But no such luck, especially against bosses. Uh, so that, like, the more I got deeper into the combat, it's like, this is just not not great. I still, I, you know, it's, it's fine enough, but I think people are giving it. I think it's getting a lot of praise just because it's a Star Wars game.
0: Yeah. And it seems In like my opinion, it seems like it's a pretty decent Star Wars game. At it,
1: least. It's it is it is As, a it is maybe the best Star Wars game since Kotor two, maybe. I, I you know, depending yeah. on your your thoughts on Kotor and Kotor yeah, Two. But But I, but I think know. that's also
2: not like I, I don't know. Like there especially recently has been a very big dearth of Star Wars games. Yeah. Yeah, but, so I think that like myself included, any game that's Star Wars in this single player and is decent. I'm like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I need it now.
0: But there was Star Wars Connect and it had I'm Han Solo.
1: It's yeah, it's true. I it, um, said good. best game, not best soundtrack. Yeah, that's fair.
2: Not best dance mini game.
1: <laughs> yeah, where you um,
2: danced as Han well, Solo.
0: Didn't you also get to play as a Rancor and just like smash shit up?
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah, you did get to do that. Um. <laughs> so yeah Jedi Jedi Fallen Order it's you know that's Sek- Sekiroidvania I said it this time yeah uh it, that's the, you know it's very like I didn't feel the need to go back and explore areas that I didn't see to find like find stuff I didn't find or you know didn't find the first time through because none of it matters it's Ponchos. And I I basically the first poncho I found almost, or like a very early poncho I found, is one I used the entire game because I thought all the others looked bad. Uh lightsaber parts, you can barely see your lightsaber, like 99% of the time. So like you can see the color, so if you want to like, but you only you don't get to change the color until much later. Or you have Mm -hmm. like two colors. If you have the premium edition, you have a third color. And then much later in the game, you get some more colors that you can use. And then, like, the rest of it, you can customize, but you're never really going to see it. So. Yeah. eh. Yeah. Ship colors, which, like, when you walk up to your ship, you see it when you're, you know, getting on it. Okay. Uh, BD1, you, you get some skins for him. Yeah but you're like the camera's pulled back far enough that like you can barely make out what those colors are on him. So it's just, I, mm, yeah, I don't know.
0: It's, it's also, not he's that good. Yeah,
1: BD one is maybe the best part of the game. Yeah.
0: I, I, I was going to say like those aesthetic things. That's not exactly new though. Like I remember in Jedi Academy, uh, you could change the hilt <laughs> of your lightsaber. Oh, Which is oh yeah, no. Yeah, it, did, it didn't affect how it played. It just looks like no, the yeah. different, and you never saw it's, it. So it's, yeah,
1: it's yeah, it, it's just frustrating when you know these you know Metroidvania type stuff. You want to like you know the idea of exploring everything and oh, what am I going to find over here? Here, once I you know once you realize everything that you're going to find is like it's a poncho or like it's just some like skin like color changes. It's like eh. I just I don't feel the need to go look for that stuff. Like you can find some stim packs, but they're not like n- super vital. Like I I finished the game with four. You start with two, and I only found two during my entire playthrough. Yeah, which I was like, real. I oh I only found two. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I wanted. I was hoping that game was gonna like blow me away, but. Like it's fine. Yeah, I, I, I still think, I think people who really like Star Wars will have a good time with it, um, and like enjoy what they do because I think there are some great moment like Star Wars moments in that game. I, I but I still think Grease should have been played by Danny DeVito. <laughs> I think everybody he should be played it. by Danny DeVito. Oh but man, that Bell should good. have been
2: played by Danny DeVito.
1: Hell yes. Okay, so. I so last week I mentioned how Cal Kestis is just Archie Andrews. Uh, mm-hmm. that is like a, the meme about this character. And then in Riverdale, the episode I watched, they said, uh, something, something, you know, this is going to happen while he flies off in his rocket. Uh, which is a real thing someone was going to do was to fly in a rocket. I don't know where they were going. Um, But yeah, so now if Riverdale ends in any other way, in a way other than Archie Andrews becoming a Jedi, it's it's all a wash. It's all for naught.
0: That's the only trajectory it can take at this point.
1: Give Archie Andrews a lightsaber. Yep.
0: A light wiffle bat. Uh, Yeah. Uh, How does the Unchartedness carry through to the end? Because that was kind of the thing that was off-putting for me because I really don't like Uncharted. But...
1: I, yeah i mean the the tutorial level is very uncharted i pat plays it like you know plays it down but i think there's a the combat tutorial area is 100 the train level from uncharted 2 yeah like 100 like it's much shorter but it is exactly that um it is like I, you're you know climbing and stuff i think it can be like I was getting pretty annoyed by it. I I like the Uncharted games, but I was like, this is not working as well as I want it to at times. Um, I don't think it's as prevalent as it is in a lot of Uncharted stuff, but and it's like a little more forgiving at times and you're using your force powers to like kind of manipulate stuff in ways to like uncharted your way up a wall but it's it's more just like okay i'm on some vines that i'm climbing up and not like okay i have to do a lot of jumping like from like ledge to ledge or whatever so it's a little more streamlined than that uh but it is a big part of the game yeah uh
0: we'll see i might try it on yeah. i might like sign up for a month of origin access just to play yeah
1: it. yeah on pc it's 15 bucks uh to play it on origin access and yeah. then you can just cancel that and you're good to go. You get the premium edition, which has like the extra colors and whatnot. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah you have an I orange see. lightsaber.
2: <laughs> I mean, people wanted the orange lightsaber. That's
1: yeah. I use um, the orange lightsaber. I'm, uh, you know, the centrist, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah, I saw, yeah, I don't, I, I think they have a pretty good cast of characters. I, I think, but the game like wraps up like really abruptly kind of, mm. um, so, Do yeah, you think I,
2: it's um, because they're intending for a sequel?
1: Oh, 100%.
2: Okay.
1: And I, I think they'll get it. I think this game is going to do really well. I think it's going to, with, like, Star Wars fans, I think it'll be successful. Um, I just, yeah, yeah for me, it was, like, uh, hopefully they can iron out the issues with, like, there's technical stuff wrong with the console versions, which I think has probably been largely resolved at this point maybe there have been a couple patches um yeah but i would like to see them implement like whether that's gear stuff on like the lightsaber parts like oh this one gives you like plus five percent to your parry window or this one gives you like plus 10 percent damage or you know which is silly but all that stuff is silly in games so yeah that would be nice to see
0: Something that's neat though is it seems like it's been a hell of a year for respawn between this and Apex Legends, yeah. both being good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So Yeah. Uh and then they've also got don't they have that Medal of Honor VR game coming out?
0: Is that them? I actually have no I idea. Think it is?
1: Maybe not. Maybe I don't know. Uh, I, think I
0: will it look is. it up really quickly here for you. Yes. Yes, it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh respawn. Uh making a lot of games no titanfall uh which yeah, is disappointing it is i, I love me some big robots robots uh but you know yeah, I i think w-
0: with all these talks about bts this year we're missing out on the best bt uh
1: yeah i know right uh but it happens uh so i, I haven't played any of bb's delivery service this uh this it's, week <laughs>
0: that's a great comparison <laughs>
1: Yep, I, that's I need someone to Photoshop Norman Reedus onto a broom and the cat replaced with a with the baby, with the BB. Yeah,
2: I will try to make like I can make like a really, really shitty version of it. Like.
0: That's even <laughs> even better,
1: <laughs> even uh, better as like, shitty as it can be. I,
2: OK, I, I might yeah. have to make that because I, I want that I, I ha-
1: like I had that like that phrase popped into my head. I use uh, some Kiki's delivery service like stamps for stamping papers at my job. Uh, you know, oh, I saw it. Okay, one more time. <laughs> nice job. Uh, and I was like, Kiki's delivery service, kiki, baby, baby's <sighs> delivery service. Then mind just yeah and uh, then I ran to our chat room and went I need to get this out of my head so
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, what, are,
0: yeah. what uh, other Ghibli movies would make for good game crossovers um, like, like Dark Souls and Princess Mononoke or something
1: it, yeah it would be like <laughs> a Zelda and Princess Mononoke sure that could uh, work let's see uh, The Wind Rises and Microsoft, Microsoft Flight Simulator <laughs>
0: perfect oh man
1: yeah yeah anyways dude Microsoft Flight Simulator with the sound effects of the wind rises that would be legendary
0: yeah or all those
1: sound effects are just like a guy in front of a mic going oh
0: yeah have you seen Nausicaa
1: that too yeah I feel like a lot of Ghibli stuff is just like Zelda and Zelda and Ghibli thing. Okay, what would be a good tie-in with Spirited Away?
0: I was thinking about that. I'm not sure. But I am, while you guys think about that, I I sent this to our group chat, but uh, Joe Hizashi, the composer for the Ghibli music, is coming to to Vancouver for a performance Mm -hmm. in uh, January. And I was like, yes, this looks awesome. I want to get in on it. But tickets are $250 each at least.
2: What? Like god, that's a lot. Like
0: even for like the worst seats, it's two hundred fifty dollars. For a good seat, it's at least three hundred. And I'm like, oh my god, no! I want to, but that is not justifiable.
2: That's a lot. <laughs> uh, so uh, for Spirited Away, my 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 first instinct is like a diner dash like sim <laughs> where you're running the bathhouse.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, wow. and you're like,
2: you got to put people with a bath and with like the right bath stuff
1: mm-hmm. cook serve delicious uh,
2: yeah <laughs> in spirit like, of no. bats
1: <laughs> ponyo is totally pokemon right yeah
2: uh, yeah.
1: yeah probably
2: well, or or also cooking mama because you make ramen
1: <laughs> uh okay totoro is uh um, i
0: mean that's also kind
1: of pokemon it's like just
2: uh, a really big animal
0: snorlax crossing? yeah or animal crossing but
1: uh, yeah it's uh, we'll come back to this. Maybe uh, if you have ideas uh, for Pokemon or not Pokemon for video game and Ghibli crossovers, please send them to gaming at com and we'll read them on the air. Space. Uh, unless they're unless they're bad.
2: Gaming at fix. Space.
1: If they're really bad, maybe we'll still read them. Uh, yeah. Uh, gaming at fix. Space. Uh, so those are that's what I've played this week is I finished Jedi and I've played Pokemon Alex, hey. Allison, have you played anything else? Right, it's just Pokemon. Uh,
2: so this week I sorry, finally... Alex. <laughs> huh?
1: Oh, I, I went to Alex, but I was like, wait, Allison, did you play anything? Yeah, no, go for so, it. So please, uh,
2: yeah. So this week I uh basically long awaited got a new phone. Um, because I congratulations uh, my my old phone was honestly garbage. Um, its battery. Like if I didn't bring a charger with me, I, it would not last past like 1 p.m. It was bad.
1: My phone is like six months old and I still have a charger everywhere I go.
2: Yeah. So I decided uh to make the switch from Android over to iPhone, which I've never done before. And I was I, I for for quite a few reasons, but um I I was looking at games on the App Store and decided, hey, I want to play a Professor Layton-like game where you do puzzles. Because I do uh, crossword puzzles on my phone a lot. And sure enough, they actually have uh, the first two Professor Layton games uh, ported to iOS. So I've been uh, playing on the bus, uh, Professor Layton and the Curious Village, for like, 50th time and that game's really good and the the port runs really great on uh on ios it's, yeah. it's a premium app so it's uh like ten dollars but the the game is still great and um it it has all the video and everything and the, all of all of the features so it's it's just really good
0: the original is a ds game right Yep. So does it have like a split? Does it have kind of a top screen, bottom screen thing going on?
2: Yep. Yep. So like that, the the top half of the, like, it works remarkably, it looks, works remarkably well on your phone where like the top, like the top half is, is like the top screen and the bottom half is the bottom screen, but it feels very natural. Like it doesn't, um, it, it, it feels like there's nothing missing from moving it from like a handheld console to a, a phone. So I, I've been genuinely really impressed with this. And once I finish it, I will definitely be picking up the second one. And uh, considering retrying some of the um, mobile original Layton games, because I, I do love that series and I'm not entirely sure how or if they'll move it over to Switch. Well, they did just do the port but uh, of one of the mobile-slash-30s games, but... Um, but it's a, it's a good series and it's, it's near and dear to my heart because I've been playing it for quite a while. Nice. Yep. That's awesome. Although some of the puzzles, like I, I I like doing all the different puzzles, but there is one puzzle I realized is just like, just geometry. (laughs) It's just straight up math. And I'm like, no, okay, this is interesting. Uh, I forgot that I was just had to do straight up math in here, but
1: I refuse uh all right well alex uh, how about you what have you played this week
0: uh dude it's been so busy with work (laughs) i have played a grand total of let's say like three hours of games this week
1: and that's hey that's that's three
0: hours it's not nothing it's true uh but most of that time was spent jumping back into steins gate elite uh kind of going through and doing some of the more obscure routes and like kind of getting some of the side stuff and
1: okay. Yeah. I thought you had already exhausted everything in that game at this point.
0: No, um, I played a lot of it, but I didn't like get to the crazy, like other paths that like don't necessarily contribute to like the, the true ending. Mm. Yeah. So okay. it's like, so like kind of like filling out the lore basically. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's been nice. Uh, because I I do a lot of reading at night, so this is just kind of taking place of my my current book, mm-hmm. uh, and that game is still really excellent. I think if y'all are gonna play one um, visual novel, because we talk about visual novels a, a lot on this podcast, that's that's the one. Especially, I, well, I,
1: I would especially you, like. I burned it on some on Al Borland. So.
0: <laughs> it's true, you did. It, I mean, I liked I liked AI a lot too, but um, uh, I think. I would like to get the opinion of someone who's never seen the show because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of it does map one-to-one and it's just the show moves through it quicker. Uh, like this mm-hmm. gives a lot more detail. So I'd be curious about how someone like someone experiencing it for the very first time and has no idea what the twists and turns are.
2: Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll probably have to play it sooner or later because I feel like that's something that would interest me. But.
0: Oh, have you not seen the show?
2: Nope.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I would love to hear your thoughts on like the way that story goes. Anyways, that's about oh. it. I I'm okay. not sure. Uh, hopefully, after this cast, I'm going to be playing a bunch of games because this weekend is pretty free. I mean, we can talk nice. all about Kubernetes and Helm charts and like uh, doing some advanced mathematics with Drill queries and stuff like that. But
1: Drill, oh, we're gonna we're gonna face God and walk backwards into hell.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's that's basically uh, what it's like working with Apache Drill. So.
1: And I think that's what it's like when you're waiting for a new Half Life game, and oh Valve <laughs> announces it's a VR only oh title. God. Wow. Oh uh, yeah. So we're here. We're moving on to the news segment.
0: Uh, <laughs> that was the worst transition you've ever had, and I loved it.
1: Oh, it, it was. Yeah. It was.
2: It was bad. But I'm also going, oh my god, because I'm uh, like as a Half Life fan, I I uh, I can't.
1: I think there are many people who would rather face God and walk backwards into hell than play a VR or Half-Life game. Uh, yeah, uh, I I don't. Who, who would be there? So the problem is, uh, we'll get into what Half-Life Alex is in a moment. Uh, the problem is that it has been so long since there's been a Half-Life game. Yep, there's more than ten years. Last one was 2007. That was Episode Two. Yeah, people have been just like begging for valve to do half-life 3 there like i think the last like big like half-life 3 moment was probably the announcement of uh, what what's the card game they did um card game uh, the announcement of the, the Dota card game oh artifact it's the the artifact announcement cuz they were like announcing a new game and everyone's like Oh, shit, this is it. This is going to be it. And then there's a card game. And And that was like that was when everyone's like, this is it's never happening. Uh, And so I feel feel like after Artifact was announced, things kind of died down. Uh, But then earlier this week, some stuff started to leak out like, oh, there's going to be a Half-Life announcement. No, I was like, yeah, right. I'll believe it when I see it. And then, sure enough, they get. Oh yeah, no, we got a Half-Life game uh, coming out. It's gonna be VR, and we'll put out a trailer on like Thursday. And yeah. they they sure put out a trailer.
0: Yep. The way it leaked out was real funny. It seemed like it was definitely not intended.
1: Yeah, it, it yeah. seemed like this was like maybe uh, a couple weeks, month month or so early. Yeah, uh,
2: maybe like a Game Awards type, like
1: maybe reveal. or maybe they're yeah that that's yeah what it kind of sounds like. But they're just like you know what we're just going to we're going to roll with it and there's probably going to be still be some like information cuz all that's really come out is like some basic basic like there's the trailer and then like how you interact with the game in like the most basic ways um and like, we don't even know when it takes place. Presumably uh, it takes uh, place between one and pre- it's between one and two. Okay. Yeah. Have they actually confirmed that? Yes. I, I, I assume so. based, they, based on the things that are in that trailer.
0: Yeah. They talked about it in that, uh, the 20 minute Jeff Keighley thing that came out. Uh,
1: okay. I didn't button. Oh, I didn't know that came out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, in this you're playing as Alex Vance, uh, fan favorite and it's first person vr game you're shooting stuff uh it's it's you know it looks like a vr game but it's supposedly like a full length like supposedly half-life two ish long game i don't all in vr uh Uh, if you own a valve index the thousand dollar vr headset you get it for free great if you actually, if you just own the Index controllers, which you can, if you have like a valve, if you have the the HTC Vive, you can get the Index controllers, which have like the super good like hand tracking stuff on them. Um, you also get the game for free. But yeah, Half
0: Life Two was what twelve hours long?
1: Maybe I don't, I don't I remember. remember. It's, I, it's been like one week since I did me. It yeah. Yeah, that too, uh, but um Gotta get in tune with Sailor Moon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean it's been more than a decade since I've played Half Life Two, so I don't know.
2: According yeah, to how I long I played to be, it more recently, but I, I don't know. Um yeah.
0: according to how long I don't to remember. Be, How Long To Beat Com says main story is thirteen hours, main plus extra is 15 and fifteen and a
1: half. So
2: Yeah, um, it's it's I don't hard. know, know, because I like I I really love Half Life Two. Um it's Easily one of my top five games of all time. Um, It Alex Vance is one of my favorite video game characters, but I can't really justify upgrading my PC to be uh, VR ready and then buying a PC VR headset Mm -hmm. for a single game. And I bet
1: this comes to PlayStation VR on the PS Five.
2: I whatever
1: the upgraded whatever the upgraded like vr headset is i bet hmm. it comes to that because, i don't because like i mean uh, maybe I guess, not but like they need to get like if they want to like get people to play it that's their best way to get your hands on that game
2: also i like half-life 2 and like the orange box got ported to all sorts of like like that was a big uh xbox 360 it was seller, yeah. so mm-hmm.
1: Uh, i think the biggest surprise for me was how good it looked because like vr games have kind of like you know they're pushing computers in like different ways than your standard like triple a games or whatever but you know they're having to render you know twice as much stuff basically so lower resolutions and whatnot but it looked real nice
0: yeah and the trailer really played up I guess it's nostalgia at this point, like it played a bunch of like the sound effects you would expect, like mm-hmm. the combine like when the combine dies yeah. like it has that beep like they had that uh, in yeah, the
1: yeah. it's 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 city seventeen, so you yeah. know it's gonna do the same sound yeah but,
2: and then, but was, but also showing stuff like the head crab and the head crab zombies and
0: yeah mm-hmm. and then the very the very ending was very stupid,
2: yeah, yeah, but I was still like, oh like I you know what's coming, but at the same time you're like, oh.
0: It's weird how exactly the same the model looks for G-Man in it, that in that moment.
2: It did though. Like it didn't it's, look like. Oh, what if wow! It's the this same is model, upgraded it, model.
1: It, Game Freak lied as a G-Man has it's, <laughs> it's been the same model for twenty something years. Yeah. Uh, Since half yeah, I, I, Yep. Yeah, the same model, just new textures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like
0: just like yeah. the, the warthog and the new Tesla Cybertruck.
1: It's the same amount of polygons. Uh <laughs> same amount of triangles. We can't, I didn't even realize until earlier today that it said cyber truck yeah, in the no, background. That's, that's I, actually it's well insane. I had only seen close ups. No, I <laughs> but I we can't talk about the cyber truck. We just can't. It looks uh, like
0: Lara Croft's boobs.
1: It looks like a lot of things. Uh yeah. Cybertruck. <laughs> uh well uh some other news uh don't nod uh also oh, is at xo19 don't Nod, uh creators of life is strange yep. life is strange 2 yep. uh Va- vampire vampire uh yep. all, all games i've enjoyed uh have announced their next project called tell me why which features a trans main character uh it's mm-hmm. about uh twins i believe yep. and uh, i don't know if they're identical twins but they're i think one is is like a sister and her brother yes uh, the brother is a trans man right is is this correct
0: yep that's all correct so far
1: okay uh and in uh so yeah the, they've said that they're kind of they are aware that uh if you are familiar with life is strange and the rollout of those games they have been very um like far between releases like uh the first episode of life is strange 2 came out last year and we're still like over a week away from the release of the final episode of that season
0: yeah which is good that's
1: yeah uh that game uh so i want to get back to that but they have like acknowledged that like it's going to be like over the summer It's going to be like June, July, August, it's going to be three episodes done. And so, you know, they're getting out there, like giving some information about it.
0: I thought they'd said that they all launch at the same time. All the episodes.
1: I don't think that's true.
0: Oh, maybe I misinterpreted.
1: Maybe. I I think it's going to be set up. So they come out. they are like going to be basically already, but they're going to come out episodically. I think I could be wrong. Um, But, so, one of the things that people are asking them questions about, like, oh, the game and whatnot, and uh, people ask, like, oh, do you have any, like, trans people, uh, trans creators on this project? Are they, you know, writing or programming or just working at the studio? And they said, oh, well, no, but we've been collaborating with uh, With someone. I can't... Glad. Uh, There's a specific person who has been consulting and helping them write stuff, and some people have been criticizing them for not, uh, you like working with trans creators, like h- directly hired, uh, with them. I think, I think uh, that's, Alex, you know more about this than I do.
0: I think your language choice is a bit gentle. People have been kind of attacking them. I
1: like, I, I haven't seen any of this like, personally.
0: Pe- people have been pretty aggressive on Twitter.
1: Um, basically saying, I haven't like, seen any of it. Like, so
0: how can I possibly support this game? You guys don't even have a trans person on staff. like, like, you can't possibly understand like what it's like to go through being trans and stuff like that. And like, Hey, totally valid. I think if that is something that you prioritize, that's something you should care about. But I Mm -hmm. think the thing that really rubs me the wrong way about it is saying you need a trans person on staff in order for this to be right. Because I
2: mean, I kind of would argue that well, because it sounds, I, I, I don't know too much about this game so far, but except for the fact that they've been really prioritizing the fact that this character is trans and they're talking a lot about like that this is about a trans narrative. And I don't think that like I think that you do really need to have people who are writing it to have some level of experience in being trans.
0: Right. But And I agree with that. And like I've played The Missing. Um, that is a story that's very much about, about uh being yeah. trans and Sweary is not trans, but he spent right. a lot of time consulting one-on-one with people from the LGBTQ community, not just trans people. And like also glad. And like, I think that story like came across extremely nuanced and very like, like it was not a gentle story, but it touched on things in a really great way. And every person I've talked with who is trans or uh, generally part of the LGBTQ community has really appreciated it for that story. So I think saying that someone needs to be on staff at don't Nod and like that is their like line of the sand, like they are obsessing over this on Twitter. Like they're saying like, oh, we can't support you if you don't do this. Like that comes across as a little bit shitty to me. Like what if they hire someone and that person is an anti-vaxxer and a Nazi, but they happen to be trans? Like, do you still support that? You know, well,
1: like I mean, yeah, like- it's like I, I, I it takes all it takes all shapes alex come on yeah, no. uh, yeah.
2: But i feel <laughs> like i i don't know i feel like it, it it seems like from what i know about like if this is going to be somewhere in the sa- same vein as like a life is strange it, like a lot of the trans narrative in uh the missing was very like metaphorical and it was very like it was there but it wasn't like necessarily a lot of it like a constant, I mean it was, but it wasn't really, I don't know. It's. It, it, I feel like there's a big difference between like having kind of a metaphor for a trans experience versus, hey, we're going to have a character that's very, very explicitly trans and it's going to be very explicitly about them being trans. And yeah,
0: so, that's fair. But like. For another example, if we picked anyone on our podcast, let's, let's say let's say Pat or Andre or yourself, Erica Sam, it doesn't matter. If one of us wanted to write a story, be a game or novel or whatever, that was centered around a trans person, I would not discount whoever that is from writing that story, because I, I personally would trust that any of those people would take the time to properly research and vet it by people who would know and like be sensitive to a lot of those topics. Like I think it's worth affording those same kind of things to Donut because in the past they've shown that they can be sensitive with like tough topics.
1: Uh yeah. So, yeah. Uh to me, I think it's the thing where this gets sticky is they're out there like touting, "Oh yeah, we're do our next game is all about like a trans character and it, you know, it, that's the focus of our next project." And then to go, oh no, we don't have any trans people on staff. And, you know, I don't think they want to be out there going, oh yeah, our like our big next thing is about a trans character. I think that's like a marketing push yeah. where they're like, oh, I guess we got to go along with this. And right. like, I think if this was not, if that was not part of the equation, I don't think we'd be seeing this.
0: Yeah, that's totally fair. Like,
1: I, I think eventually someone would ask that question. Um, but by putting that, like, that would be like. Once the game is out and we can see, like, I could see them keeping that kind of close to the chest or not, like, directly pushing that out themselves. um, To go, oh, yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, we haven't seen the game, but like the hope would be, oh, you find out while you're playing, oh, this is a trans character. I wasn't expecting that. But instead, now you've got it's as this marketing push where people are going to scrutinize it before it's even out going. Okay, how are you writing this? Who is involved? Are there any trans folks? Yeah. And if there aren't, then people are going to go, "Oh, well, I can't support this because XYZ," even though sight unseen. Right.
2: Yeah, and also I just think that there's so, like a a big difference between someone writing like a novel from their own perspective versus a a game studio that isn't just from one person, I guess. Like I I, I feel like there's also just an issue of like LGBTQ people need to get paid and Mm -hmm. get hired.
1: Yeah, there is no shortage of trans folks who are looking for work in the game industry. Right. I'm sure uh, there are many who work in the game industry. I'm sure there are many more who would like to work in the game industry. And like if they, you know, they could have tried, like even if it was like, contract work or like you know temporary it would have you know Uh, of course it's always nice to get more people more voices in the industry uh but the the reaction that I, i again i have not seen this reaction that alex is talking about um but if people are over it sounds like people are some people are overreacting to things they haven't seen yet and don't know much about at all yet but Hey, give give marginalized voices more spaces to be heard. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, on that topic, just quick, uh, Munvir hair uh, Hare uh, from who has worked on games like Mass Effect Andromeda and uh, that poor soul uh, <laughs> and uh, c- there oh, Rashad something. I can't remember his last name. I was just listening to the Waypoint podcast um, from this Friday where Austin Walker interviewed those two Yep. Yeah. are starting a, or have started a studio called black, uh, Brass Lion Entertainment, um, which is going to focus on uplifting brown and black voices in the community. Sure. Uh, and their first game is called Corner Wolves, which is a real good name. And it's about like a, uh, mixed race afro latina uh woman and it's like a mystery rpg set in new york in the 90s uh so that sounds kind of cool uh, but it's in like early pre-production so they don't know like who knows when it's going to come out um but hey there's some more marginalized voices you can uh keep track of if you're into that uh that's a real <laughs> that's good podcast weird. Uh, yeah no, everyone should be yeah you know, that's maybe a weird way to say it but, yeah
0: i was gonna say uh, <laughs> if, if you're if you're looking
1: for that kind of thing if you're looking for like those kinds of voices uh not yeah. everyone is like actively seeking that stuff out if you're looking for those kinds of voices uh munvir air uh is very outspoken uh very interesting and, and very uh, well spoken yes yes yeah outspoken and well spoken uh and that podcast the waypoint podcast um is very fun and interesting. Yeah. And his episode from like two years ago where he talks about working on Mass Effect and like other game uh, industry stuff is really fascinating as well. So I would uh, say that's like super recommended listening for anyone interested in the industry.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Um, and his Twitter so account got, is great. Yes, quite. Uh, all right. On our news, we have two things left.
0: With big question marks, um, it's like, should we talk about this? <laughs>
2: well, I mean, we could yes them, but we don't need to. So like, maybe.
1: Well, uh, yeah. Um. So one, well, I'll will say the one I'm excited about. Um, Resident Evil Three is rumored to be in development and also rumored to be shipping next year. Yep, that'd be good. Uh, I would I would say we could expect that game in approximately two months, and we will hear about it next month at the game awards that'd be actually we've got three things we need to talk about oh yeah um
2: oh yeah
1: <laughs> but yeah so we'll talk about the game awards uh after yeah so i am excited for resident evil 3 i i am resident evil 2 is phenomenal if if resident evil 3 is done in the style of resident evil 2 with that love and care and reverence for the source material but brings it into a modern way and isn't afraid to, like, mix things up and alter it, I think that could be really good.
0: The thing is, though, for me, like, I really liked Resident Evil 3 when it came out, uh, especially because, like, Nemesis is the core mechanic, but Resident mm. Evil 2 remake kind of had that with Mr. X.
1: Yeah, so, I yeah, I think they need to... I think Nemesis is a little more terrifying than Mr. X, yeah, you know, because totally. he actually, like, you know, he's got a rocket launcher, uh, and <laughs> he... uh he shows up in more spaces and i the the space of resident evil 3 is much larger than it is in uh resident evil 2 um so if they're actually like build out the city in a more interesting way and he you're just like running around the city and then suddenly nemesis shows up i yeah. think that would be a, a decent enough twist on that um but yeah i i think they do have to do a little more than just he stomps around he stomps around after you but instead of being silent, he says, Stars. <laughs> you know, if that's the only change, then I'm like, oh man, come on.
0: I just realized why I liked Resident Evil Nemesis so much or Resident Evil 3 is because I love Ski Free. <laughs> that thing's basically the Yeti, the way it just like rushes at you.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ski Free was Citizen the first. Kane of Games, Resident <laughs> Evil 3.
0: Fuck. Ski Free was, it was the first survival horror game. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Shit. This, this is true. Uh well, wow. uh, on that note, uh <laughs> speaking of survival horror, how long can Stadia survive the horror of wow. being a, a a product that people could theoretically subscribe to? Yeah. Uh boy, it's- this Stadia does not sound like it is living up to the uh the standards that Google kind of set forth when they pitched it
0: I don't think I would agree I think it's living up to the technological standards like it sounds like I mean yes you're running into the issues where like they were saying it's going to be 4K and it'll be like top tier like very high fidelity stuff and like it's coming across yeah. that it's like PC medium quality like yeah that okay. that, that that's not but up like, for debate but like the technology works like the
1: uh, but, but we've known that te- I've known the technology works for a, a year at this point. Yeah.
0: Which is, and that's awesome. Like as a developer to me, that's like the backend developer in me is like, yeah. that's fucking so cool. I want to inspect that and like, be like, what's, what's going on. They're
1: also not the first, they're also not the first people to do that. You're right. The, like, the G, Geforce, like Nvidia, uh, G- G4 stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Like you're, you're totally so, right. Like, but like, I think it is living up to what Google set up that way, but as a service, it sounds awful.
1: yeah Uh, yeah yeah so the thing yeah the thing that google pitched like the you can play games yes you absolutely can play games uh on your phone provided it's a pixel at this point, the quality uh the quality at which you're playing those games is in some cases probably worse than the consoles you have not always uh maybe you get better frame rate like you can play destiny at 60 instead of like 30 but then you've got latency to deal with and
0: yeah and a smaller player base
1: much smaller player base uh yeah so like and sounds like uh and depends on the console you got like if you've got a xbox one x or like a ps4 pro like red dead 2 looks worse on stadia and like not just because of like video compression but just like the stat the uh what's the the What are the things? The settings. Oh. The settings it runs at are just like lower than what it runs on on the consoles. Yeah. On the like the high end versions. Like it's going to look better than a base Xbox or PS4. But like. I don't I don't know who doesn't own a console. Who doesn't own an Xbox or PS4. No matter the kind. And doesn't own like Red Dead already. And is like, oh yeah, I need Stadia so I can play Red Dead. Maybe if you want it for your commute, but it yeah. I, that's doesn't seem like a great way to play that game or something. Yeah, that, that
2: I think that's the thing that was the most. I mean, frustrating is is just the the game library at launch is not great. <laughs> so no, you know, it isn't. So it's they were like, gonna have
1: Doom, but then Doom got delayed, and that I—I I don't think that would be a way to play Doom. <laughs> that would, no. like based on some of the stuff I've seen, but yeah, there's people only have one said, like,
2: exclusive, and that, and from what I've heard, it's like okay, but not great, and yeah, a lot of games that like ooh, uh, the the recent Tomb Raider games, like people have played those and not people, yeah, exciting,
1: uh, yeah, uh, it yeah so stadia it it works but but it's not really um, worth it yeah uh, why why does it work
0: the argument (laughs) i've heard thrown out that would make some amount of sense to me is like if someone who's not necessarily a gamer or like does not Mm -hmm. own a console buys a tv and basically stadia is built into it and they're like oh i can just play whatever doom as it came out and like I don't have to have a console. I can just pay my $60 here and play it on my TV. Cool. Like there, I, I can see, I that. think I can see that
1: being there is totally a, viable. there is a market for that there, you know, for the FIFA, the Madden, the NBA, yeah. you know, call of duty people or whatever. Yeah. Uh, who aren't playing a ton of games and just like, Oh yeah, I play, I pick one game and I play it for, and maybe call of duty is a bad example. Cause who knows what that connection stuff is going to be like. And, but you know, that, that is a game a lot of people like that is their one game. So like the one game households or players like I, this could be an option for them. But even then, like. I, I feel like going with something like Xbox uh, is a much better deal because you're going to have a larger player base. Uh, like Project X Cloud stuff, you're gonna have a larger player base to work with until like crossplay gets implemented between Stadia, PC, and consoles. Yeah, and I think so. Stadia just kind of complicates that whole matter. Yeah, and then like I, I saw some images of like Mortal Kombat X or Mortal Kombat 11 matchmaking, which is uh, you know Stadia against Stadia. So you'd figure the connection between the two uh, people should be fine, right? It should be like three stars all the time. Two-star connection between the two players, or two, like, bar. That's so weird. Like, like, uh, you're... I mean, you know, maybe they're working off different data centers.
0: Yeah, that's the only thing that would make sense to me, because it should be... But then, you know... Yeah, it should be internal. It should be internal Google network at that point.
1: Yeah. Um, But, you know, maybe the data centers are across the country or something, but it's then you've got so then you've got latency from your you know your setup at home to the google center Mm -hmm. the other people have latency from their setup to the you know google center and then the the google stuff to the google stuff has latency too
0: yeah if you're like in (laughs) if if you're in new york city and the other player is in jakarta like
1: yeah it's (laughs) just like okay yeah yeah. but you know it's not live in jakarta so no problem um (laughs) true Uh, so yeah. Uh, and then all the technical stuff with just like people not getting their codes, like, but getting oh their, God. getting their boxes, like oh you know, controller and Chromecast, but no codes. To, so they can't even use it.
0: Did you watch the yeah. video from gamers Nexus that? No, I did not. Oh my God. He talked about the process there and it sounded like uh-huh. an absolute nightmare that you basically, he, he, <sighs> I'll try and sum it up where he was saying they did not get it in advance because like they didn't want to. So they bought it with their own money Mm -hmm. to get the consumer experience. And so they went, they got their launch day Stadia. Uh, So it did not come with a pixel like the reviewers copies did. So Mm -hmm. they went to activate it and you need to activate it with an app on your phone, which only works on Android. So someone had like an old Galaxy S3 or or S4 or something or S5, I don't remember. Wouldn't install Someone had like a little bit more recent gal or uh, Android phone wouldn't install. And another person on the, uh, we happen to have like a Pixel 2 and it would install. Mm -hmm. And that's just the activation app. And then from there, like, okay, you have to use uh, a Gmail account. They're like, okay, we're going to use our Gamer Nexus uh, like G Suite account.
1: G Suite, yeah. Doesn't
0: work. You have to have a generic Gmail account.
1: I I have heard some not great things about G Suite recently. Unrelated to Stadia, I yeah. think. Maybe related to Stadia. I don't know. But G like, Suite sounds bad.
0: So 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 far, just to get started with Stadia, they needed a Google phone. They needed mm-hmm. a Gmail account. Like, and then it just got worse from there. Like the activation yeah. still had like processes involved, and like they had to use yep. Google Chrome on their computer to do some other stuff. It's like you're already going across like three or four different Google products just yeah. to get the Stadia. Going like it's ridiculous.
1: No, you also have to set up your Chromecast, which the only Chromecasts that work are the ones that come with the Founders Edition. Yeah, it's like, yeah, because it's because they can't send out a they haven't updated the Chromecast, yeah. The the firmware
0: for Ultra has not gone live yet, and blah blah blah. Yeah,
1: it's like, okay, okay, Google. You're 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 real big. You have the means to make all this like happen and like be nice and easy, but they just choose not to. Like yeah. they don't. That's not where they put their time and effort. Uh, yeah, uh, there's some real questionable stuff going on there. This, yeah, uh, Google replace. Don't be evil. With eh, be a little lazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, a lot of work went into like planning all of this. Uh, you know, I don't mean to just. You know, talk shit about the developers. And, well, you know, I believe people worked very hard on this. Yeah. And, and it seems mm-hmm. like they just didn't, don't, aren't in touch with real people or something yeah. with like that whole setup 100%. process.
0: And, like, again, like putting on my programmer hat, like the technology behind it is super fascinating. And those developers are obviously geniuses. Like, the stuff they did is like, Mm-hmm. it's elevating things uh in a really fascinating way but the services is just what lets it down it's it's yeah. the end user experience like it's all of that kind yep. of stuff it's
1: yeah I, I was playing uh deus ex uh human with, with human revolution way back in like 2000 something on OnLive. you know it's, <laughs> it's not new yeah uh but yeah uh st- no sam uh pre-ordered stadia and then he canceled his pre-order uh i think they had some payment issues and he's like you know what i don't need it yeah Uh, so and apparently he dodged a bullet on that one he
0: did because otherwise you can't cancel from what i heard
1: uh he was able some people were able to cancel before but then maybe they like disabled to cancel pre-order bit or something i'm not sure because he like had to change his like card because like his card changed yeah and he was able to cancel and like but he had to reorder but he because he couldn't change his card information in the order thing
0: yeah yeah regardless wait for xcloud it seems better <laughs> and that because <laughs> it comes bundled it comes with, with like, game pass. you can
1: use game pass with it so yeah, like it's
0: it just seems better, and it sounds like it yeah. might come to Switch, which is fucking. And cool. you might
1: actually—is that a thing?
0: Like they that. kind of alluded to it in the in the conference okay. they had last week.
1: The I don't know, because like, I know the only or they've done some streaming stuff before, like Resident Evil Seven, and I think Assassin's Creed they've done like streaming stuff. Um, Did they on the Switch? Oh, on Switch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, on Switch. Yeah. Uh, but like, I didn't hear about Assassin's Creed, but I remember. Resident Evil was only streaming in Japan but some people in America tried it like so they were streaming from Japanese data centers and it was just not working out for them. Yeah.
0: Anyways, streaming's the future. Yeah.
1: Yes, uh, very much so. It's just not speaking we, of the, for it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh speaking of the future, uh, I don't think it's, it's it's not stadia is not the future, but streaming is I think. But speaking of the future, uh, in about, what, five weeks now? We're going to be doing our game of the year. Mm. But in about, what, two weeks, three weeks? When when do the Game Awards happen? The Game Uh, Awards are happening. Yep. December 12th. uh, As always, the Game Awards are three weeks, I guess. Uh, As always, the Game Awards, highly controversial. (laughs) Are they always? Oh, every uh, there's always something
2: um i mean i feel like there's always something that like people dispute but i don't know if anybody actually has any high expectations no no one's ever no one's
1: ever happy no absolutely not no one's ever happy about the game awards uh, i don't think uh, the people who win i think are happy i think you know it it's the a great moment for it, the people involved
2: the people who are using it to market their new game yes. are happy yes
1: yes uh those people are also very happy um, uh, what was his
0: name? The dude what did uh brothers and- Joseph
1: Far yeah. Fares? it. Yeah, he, yeah. Perez, I
0: think that's right. He he's happy. Uh
1: yeah. So um <laughs> this year uh has a little bit a different uh spin on the drama than usual. Yeah. Um because of one Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. Uh that is uh, Jeff Keeley is the kind of the host, M's like producer yeah. that runs the game awards like it's it, it his yeah. show uh, often called the Keeleys um yeah for like much like the Oscars
0: yeah, but for Keeleys super brief history on that if listener to the podcast has never wasn't aware yeah. it used to be on Spike TV and he was the host but he also set it up but it left Spike TV, but he continued it on his own time, his own dime, yep. et
1: cetera. So. so that was like the Video Game Awards, then it became the VGAs, then the then something. then now whatever the it awards. is
0: the Game Awards now. And this this probably happened in like 2013, 2014 ish.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. And then there was the Joe McHale really bad year, and they <laughs> then they introduced No Man's Sky, and yeah, it it, it, yeah. it, it's, so, it
0: has a history.
1: Yeah. Um but so people are very upset because death stranding has been nominated for many categories, uh, game of the year yeah. included. Um, and Jack Keely appears in that game, uh, as a character. He, he does not voice act. It is just his like face was scanned and put in the game. <laughs> um, and people believe that is like inappropriate. Uh, he like the Keely rigged it and he is a very public, uh, bromance or uh, he very publicly fawns over kojima yeah because um, there
0: was the what was it like 2014 or something that metal gear 5 5 um, yeah 2015 whatever metal gear 5 came yeah. out and uh kojima won for whatever the i think it was game of the year or something wasn't it but regardless
1: and he, he couldn't be he there couldn't be
0: there and jeff keely basically like Shit on Konami about it very publicly, saying, like, yeah, he very much was
2: like, Konami, Konami deserves it. This is Konami's fault.
0: And then, and then he was like, Oh, but Kojima is a visionary, like, don't disrespect Kojima, blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah. And then, then they gave him like the Lifetime Achievement Award the next year or whatever. And like, uh, yeah, he's just very
2: publicly been very close with Kojima.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, you know, I, I think it does look a little weird, especially when. i I believe they say like a little bit about the process um on the site uh, which is uh that people from all the major uh publications like the game publications in the uh in the states probably uk as well because it's supposed to be like a whole industry thing so it's
0: across multiple countries yeah
1: yeah uh send in nominations for games they think deserve to uh be be considered for each of the categories and then the public can vote on those and then the people involved in those publications also vote. So it's like a weighted thing between like uh industry and community votes. Keeley does not vote, so he can't. I mean, I guess he theoretically could rig the votes, but I doubt he's doing that. Yeah, yeah it's, I, it's I just do. kind
2: of more of a is there undue influence from Keeley being... Yeah. Close to Kojima and being, like, the public face uh, and, like, driving force behind the Game Awards. Uh,
1: uh, Yes. Uh, Some stuff gets weird with, like, when games are allowed in because of when the Game Awards happen and because of the nature and size of the awards. Like, things have to get in, you know, a month in advance. We're just, just under a month away. But you know, the games need to be in nominated so they can, you know, produce all the nice web pages for them and get all that stuff going. Uh, So games like uh, Star Wars, which many people are very hot on and would have assuredly got some nominations had EA got it into industry or, you know, media hands before the deadline, but they did not because story spoilers. Uh, So, they didn't it's, it's not it's up not there nominated. and people think that's weird and, yeah and it's it's yeah. not nominated on top of that it, because it likely
0: will not be nominated next year
2: i mean it's, uh, yes
1: it's, i can't it's not eligible for next yeah, year it's
2: yeah. only eligible for this year so
1: there's like a two-week window where no game is eligible uh I, while I smash think, which came out in december last year is eligible um for it is considered in the game of the year not
2: but. eligible it's just that it's like this is the sh- like the worst two weeks to release it because they're like.
1: No, I think it's literally there are two weeks where you are not eligible.
2: I think that's I, I was I was reading a lot of what people are saying about it online, yeah. and it looked like people like two weeks are like where they're eligible, but it's like I don't know, Maybe. like it's it was uh, eligible for this year, but since no one no played one had it, played
1: enough, yeah, uh, because EA did not give it to people, and that you know if EA doesn't, that's EA's. Business. But it is still, uh,
2: it's still weird. And I think a lot of it is like, I mean, I mean, the justification for a lot of it is that they want the game awards to be basically commercials before Christmas comes out. So there's, yeah. there's an element of, they can't like put it, they don't actively don't want to make it in like January, yeah. or February. But I do think that that's a detriment to, um, not give, like have a cutoff and then have say like a month for people to play games and then have nominations.
1: Yeah. I think that's the, also the biggest problem with the game awards is that they want to be this. They, they want to be an award show to recognize the best in games or whatever, but they're it's just, it's a big commercial, big marketing event.
0: Yeah. Most, Uh, most studios treat it as their, their winter E3 as a way to kind of yeah. get announced games and like do a bunch of marketing and promotion.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. you don't watch the Oscars and go, "Oh, what trailers am I going to see?" Yeah. Like that's And I mean there
2: certainly is some of that, but it's it's much like more um subdued. It's not it's not like, "Oh yeah, we're going to announce a ton of movies at this year's Oscars." There's it, yeah. it, it's still very much a promotional event um and it's still like, especially for movies that get nominated for Oscars, like that, that can be huge and make a movie's box mm-hmm. office, um, especially if you're a smaller indie movie that ha- didn't have a huge budget. And you get nominated for Best Picture.
1: Yeah, then uh, there, that, there is that certainly yourself. something to that. But, but when you look yeah. at the games that are nominated for, let's say, Game of the Year, in this case, uh, we have Control, uh, Death Stranding. Resident Evil Two, Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, The Outer Worlds. Yeah, not really any like tiny indie games that are gonna like greatly benefit from, right? You know, uh, yeah. No, the, it, it's the game it's, of the year. Game of the year bump. <laughs>
2: it's definitely more of a, of a, uh, uh, advertising event than yeah. like the Oscars are. Yeah.
1: And again, this is all ba- this is based on like a bunch of different people from different outlets, you know, putting their thoughts on, oh, this is what should be considered for, you know, this category. Right. No, no one's ever going to agree on what this stuff should actually be. Um, But it's, you know, it's that's why it's always frustrating to people. The Oscars, everyone's always frustrated with those. Um, But I it's just the game awards feel so nakedly right. like 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 they're pushing a marketing agenda that that's why it's just like they feel gross
0: yeah to me i saw someone i forget who it was but
1: they were um i i still like to watch them and like but i don't watch them for the awards i, I watch like okay what are what are the announcements because i want to see the yeah,
2: announcements Yeah, y'all excited for the award Fresh indie game presented by Subway.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. I saw someone on Twitter, I don't remember who, talking about, like, oh, our game is is, is nominated. Oh, wait, it's presented by Subway.
1: This is weird. Fresh indie I, game I,
2: presented by Subway. Like, my, there's no uh, Oscar award that's, like, presented by Toyota.
1: No. Uh, you know what my favorite thing is? Um, the composer for Outer Wilds, uh, his tweet was... Uh, I got fired from Subway for making sandwiches too slow. Please vote for my game so I can so they can finally be proud of me.
2: <laughs> That's I saw that and that was that was very funny.
1: Uh so yeah, and like it's yeah, I don't know. The the games that get put up in like the different categories are always interesting. Like categories like best family game is just it's five Nintendo games. Yeah, it's
2: all Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, you like to a certain extent you get, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, kind of like the best Nintendo category.
1: And then, like, the categories like best esports team is also weird to me because, like, I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like people tend to stick with like one esport, yeah, mostly. Like, yeah. You, know, you know, some people watch like a few different things, but like, I feel like you're either watching League or you're watching Dota. And then you're probably not watching like Overwatch if you're watching one of those. And then like CSGO, I don't even know anyone who pays attention to CSGO, yeah. but there are two CSGO teams in the running for best esports team. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, like that's always like a weird category. And, you know, you're probably just going to vote for the one, you know, but
0: yeah, you know. there's there's a lot of weirdness to the game awards. I, I don't know. Yeah. It is
1: what it is, yeah. I guess. It it is what it is. It always is what it is. Uh it the thing I think last year they like announced a bunch of awards. They're just like, and winning this award is this person, this, this, this and this and this oh, yeah. and then yeah, yeah. and yeah. now on to this trailer for a new game. It's like last, yeah, I, the people remember, their moment on the stage.
2: I remember with Sweary was like, I just wanted my game to be like mentioned on the stage. Like I like mm-hmm. and and then they didn't. Yeah. And it was it's frustrating.
0: Yeah, they just announced winners. They didn't go through the category. Yeah. And in some cases, they did it in the pre-show.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah. So the, and the, I, the Oscars also has that problem too because they're like, oh, we we want to make the show shorter or yeah. whatever. And, but like, if you if you want to be what you, if you want to be the game, like the award show to celebrate games, you should celebrate games and you should not be, you know, just like you should celebrate the games of the year like you say you're trying to do instead of just being a big marketing thing. And they need that marketing money to run the show. So I don't know what right. the solution is other than making it like five hours long or whatever four, yeah, they could do it in like three. Yeah. I think, three.
2: I think that it's tough because it's uh like, I feel like there's just two things that they have, that they want the show to be is that they want the show to be uh, a big marketing thing. And and that's what most of the game companies want it to be. But then also the people who are behind the game awards want it to be the premier like the Oscars for buffer games.
1: Yeah. And
2: I don't know if there's any way that you can make both of those, uh, like converse with, without it being like having this disconnect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that. Well, that's why you should listen to gaming fixes game of the year podcast on January 4th, 2020, yep. uh, I'm not where we will consider all games from 2020. As from 2020, as is correct. From, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be correct, we'll be deciding the game of 2020 January. on J- January 4th, 2020. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, we'll be just, uh, considering all 2019 games and some from December uh, 2018, yep. as we did not consider them last year. Yep. But uh, for now, uh, yeah. So that'll be the best and definitive game of the year uh, podcast. I'm not ready. Um,
0: Oh, I'm nowhere no, near ready, but at least we're not doing eight. it like next week.
2: Oh my God. I'm so happy about
1: that. <laughs> it, was, it was, it was, it would be two weeks from now, please. You're right. Uh, right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, that is going to do it for episode 96, 97, 97 of gaming fix on this November 23rd, 2019. I've been your host, Andre Cole. You can find me on Twitter at. Coolslaw c o o l s l four w. You can find my review of *Links Awakening* at uh, Fix Space, and I'll probably write up a Star Wars review this weekend or this week. Get that going. Uh, maybe someone will write up some Pokemon thoughts review uh, this week as well. Maybe we can get Sam to do that. I don't know. He's busy. He's got to go back to work. Maybe I'll do it. Who knows? Has a child. Uh, yeah. Also, he has baby. Yeah. Maybe the baby can write it. Uh, little Todd Howard. Uh, but yeah, uh, Alex, where can people find you?
0: Just trolling through Stack Overflow, trying to fix Kubernetes.
1: Okay, and Allison?
2: You can find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y.
1: Okay, uh, that's going to do it. Uh, once again, you can send any feedback, your uh, ideas for video game Ghibli crossovers. To I want to know uh, what House
2: Moving Castle best yeah. with. So
1: it's blanks oh, Moving man. blank. I'm playing is Factoria. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> gaming Factoria. at fixed space for all your email needs. Any emails, just BCC us on those uh, yeah, sup- sensitive documents. Safe with us. Uh, Subway promotional. We'll, we'll, deals, we'll read yeah. them
2: out on the air, but they'll be safe. Got, with us. got
1: any sick coupons? Oh please. Um. You know, your secrets safe with us. That's what we can promise you here on Gaming Fix. Thanks for joining us. So we'll be back next week with another podcast. Thanks everybody. Okay, bye. 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 I'm what are
2: we doing? <laughs>